Me too. One, two, three, go. Disclaimer, this podcast may contain strong language, maybe from us, maybe from the music, will surprise you. Thanks for listening. Today's a great day for a great day, so let's be great today. Thanks for making time to hang with us. You're listening with Will and Jordan. Good to see you, Will. Good to be seen. I'm going to actually get to see you tomorrow when I drive down to D.C. to kick it for the weekend. little belated happy birthday celebration. I appreciate you, man. You know, milestone years coupled with oh shit years. So I don't really call shit. it when it's both. <laughs> <laughs> A milestone of shit. <laughs> uh, uh, we're we're going to have to work on that name. <laughs> <laughs> work on that tomorrow. But hey, listeners, we apologize for uh, for the tardiness of this episode. We had some technical difficulties last week. Um, so let's get into this one. Welcome to Secure the Bag, the podcast dedicated to helping you secure your bag. Everything from reaching your optimal health and wellness, achieving professional success, constructing relationship prosperity, and most importantly, acquiring that generational affluence. And that's what we're focusing on today. Listen, we don't have all the answers, but we're here to discover them with you as we tackle all the real-life obstacles that everyone faces chasing our dreams. No matter what's in yours, we're we're here to help you secure your bag. Hey, that was fantastic. What we talk about, what we talk, I know it's been a little bit. Let's get the listeners a quick recap of what we did last time. Yeah, you know, we had to call out the elephant in the room. You know, we are two black men talking about basically securing wealth in America. Um, and if you haven't heard or, you know, you haven't seen on social media, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, you know, however you know him, the maker of Atlanta, um, and, you know, just a all around, just great artist and musician. He won, what is it, two Grammys for This Is America? Yep, yep. Like, Album of the Year. Yeah. Song, song of the Year as well. That, that, that song is powerful, and I think it, it highlights exactly what we were talking about, the experience of just being black in America. Um, you know, seeing and, that, I think seeing that show, when we saw him at the here in Philly, the Wells Fargo, that was one of the last times that we hung out in person before we decided to do this podcast so shout out childish for some inspiration oh yeah absolutely and you know when when he came out with that song it it went viral very very quickly mainly because of the video but the lyrics also hold weight and you start to do like a lyrical breakdown and i think we should add that to our cue it's it's a it's a real song you know he's pointing out things that a lot of people are just gonna hum over if they're just listening to the beat, mm-hmm. but you know he get he gets that beat switch real hard, and it's just oh, yeah. like, oh, okay, you you need to listen to him because he's talking. Yeah, but I don't know what else was up in the category this year, but that song one thousand percent deserved to uh, deserved to win. Absolutely, but you know we are in the second part of our Jay Z story of OJ three part series, where. In the first part, we talked about, you know, the hook of that song where Jay-Z is using the N-word and he's really hitting us with some shock factor because we're so used to, you know, saying it amongst ourselves um, as black people. But then he hits us with the the field nigga and house nigga. And it's kind Which of like... not a term that we would ever call each other. I mean, that, one, that one's got some history behind the. Yeah, you you either saying that and you know somebody real well and you playing with them, or you really really don't like somebody. Like there, there's oh, yeah. not a lot of gray area in between there. Uh huh. Um, but 
from that conversation, it just lets you know where African-Americans started on the totem pole. And what the idea is, is what is generational wealth? And that's what we're rolling into now. And so, it's impossible to talk about one uh, without the other. Like you can't talk about generational wealth without discussing first race in America, especially as uh, African-Americans. It's, not, it's just not possible. It's not something that can be done because of the history between the two. Like race in America, black people were not people who decided to come here willingly. We were brought here against our will and we were not given the opportunities for a very, very long time. So when you start to talk about generational wealth, you have to talk about the time value of money and when you can actually start earning money and growing your money and making your money work for you as opposed to working for your money. Right, and the the American economy is built off the labor of slaves. So the people that were making money off the labor of others were not the people that were doing the labor. So when you come across, you know, 100 and 200 years later, you have a group of people that have been disenfranchised, who did not have the opportunity to own property, collect money, earn wealth, earn interest, and also, you know, were deprived of basic rights like learning to read and write. You know, we had an entire, you know, Jim Crow era. We had civil rights. And, you know, we still have equal opportunity. I think the county that I grew up in still has, like, desegregation busing laws to make sure yeah, that You schools... know what happened today? Or yesterday, maybe? Uh, lynching just became a federal crime in 2019. I mean, stuff like that, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But that just lets you know that it's not really that long ago where we started to earn rights and the ability to gain generational wealth. So if your parents, you know, understood the, the time value of money and started saving up and investing, like, great for you. If your grandparents, even better. But for a lot of us, you know, the generation, the generational wealth, it, it starts with you. And Well, how old are your, how old are your grandparents? Oh, man. Well, both my, all of my grandparents have passed away, but they all passed away roughly around the age of um, 80. Uh, my grandmother, who I shared a birthday with, she lived until she was 93. Mm. So, mm. and she had so a house in even, D.C. Even using that, even using 93 as the benchmark, there were people in this country who started, like you said, making and growing their wealth for their family off the backs of slave labor as far back as the 1600s. So, oh yeah, it was you know, 400 years, 300 years to 93 years, you know, there's a very obvious reason why there was a wealth gap that was based on race and why it still exists. So, you know, for the two of us, like we've had this conversation numerous times. I've had it with you, I've had it with my father, I've had it with my girlfriend. Like my promise to my unborn kids and you've made the same promise is that we're going to close this gap. You know, we're going to make sure that they have the tools, they have the knowledge, they have the resources um, that we pass down to them so that they can have everything that they need to not just be rich, but to be wealthy. And we'll get into the discussion about what the difference is between the two. Yeah, because when you see, you know, Bill Gates or, you know, back in the day, Steve Jobs, um, even Tim Cook now with Apple, when you see them, you know, that's what wealth looks like. But when you necessarily turn on, you know, watching music video and see cars and chains, 
you know that's not necessarily wealth that that's not growing that's not appreciating those are depreciating assets if you come up on fifty thousand dollars you know do you buy a condo to rent out or do you buy a really nice car right and right you know we we increasingly you know see folks go for the car but you you, you might want to go for that you know attached single family home that's going to appreciate in value because property is going to appreciate more than a vehicle which is a depreciating asset not only is it going to appreciate but you're also going to be able to make money off of it you're taking your money instead of working for your money working a job just to get money to pay bills you're changing your mindset and the way you're looking at and reacting with money going from working for money to making your money work for you and that's what that's what we're going to talk about in our next podcast but you know, keep that in the back of your mind, listeners, because that's the direction that we're going in. Yeah, to talk about the time value of money and what exactly you can do now to start this, you know, get this ball rolling and this effect of generational wealth starting with you. And, you know, it's a psychological trick, honestly, you know, having not having for so long. And when you finally have the ability to come upon a bit of money to be able to buy nice things, that's what you want to do. And we have a hyper focus on the present and we sacrifice the future because we're thinking about what we didn't have the opportunity to have, the stories we didn't get to hear from our parents. Like, we want to live this. We want to have this experience. And I think paying for experiences is, is gold. You should definitely, you know, travel, see the world. But make sure you're setting yourself up where you can do this your whole life and it's not just a one-time thing. thing. Exactly. Having a... Ditching that short-term perspective for that long-term perspective that we're trying to develop and, you know, have with amongst the two of us, amongst our community, amongst the listeners. Um, so let's talk a little bit about why we're doing this episode and why the listeners should care. Again, like, we're coming from two heteronormative, middle-class, upper-middle-class, 25- to 30-year-old black men, all right? So why should everyone care about this, Will, as opposed to just people who fit into our specific demographic? Well, our demographic isn't necessarily the only ones that have been deprived of this knowledge. You know, the idea of generational wealth, the idea of accruing interest and buying appreciating assets is something, is knowledge that can be shared universally. Um, Absolutely. Because what we're running into is the haves and the have-nots. You have a Mm -hmm. certain percentage of, you know, the world holding a large percentage of the money and you have a shrinking middle class so what you're seeing is you're going to have you know 20 percent of those that are the haves and you're going to have 80 percent of the have-nots but we need a bit of equity and give everyone a fair shake now that uh that stat that you gave well i read a stat the other day that takes what you just said and amplifies it a little bit you said 20 percent 80 percent I read a stat uh, earlier today that 50% of the wealth that's been accumulated in America from 1993 to 2012 was all in the 1%. Oof. So the other 99% were responsible for the other 50%, but you can see that disparity, 1% versus 99%, and that's where the that's where the even split is. It's just something's got to change. Absolutely, and it, it's, you know, each one teach one, you know, reach back, teach others. Mm-hmm. Because the, the same way that, you know, I'd look for an older black man to mentor me, I wouldn't deny advice and education from a, 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 a white man or any other race that's looking to give me information and to help me develop. Right. And mm-hmm. 
if I'm willing to accept that type of information, why would I withhold information in the same way? Absolutely. Absolutely. And here at Secure the Bag, you know, we're all about improving everyone's position in all aspects of everyone's life. So, you know, today we're going to focus on improving the lives of our future, you know, not just us in the future, but our kids and our kids' kids and our great-grandkids. And we want to make sure that everyone for generations benefit from our wins. So, you know, we're going to keep this thing moving. Part two of the story of OJ by Jay-Z. Um, really listen to these lyrics. He's talking about how he's securing financial freedom, the difference between living rich and dying broke. So dying broke is, you know, being broke for your whole life and spending money as soon as you get it. You 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 gonna give them the lyrical breakdown right now, or are we just gonna let them hear? No, no, no. Just tell them what to listen to. Tell them what to listen to, <laughs> and then listen to the part about the artwork that he's leaving for his kids. So you gave him the I whole I gave verse. A bit. I gave him a little <laughs> bit too much, but you know now they're gonna know exactly what to listen to. Then we're gonna recap real quick. All right, Will. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, here it is. Story of OJ by Jay Z. Financial freedom, my only hope. Fuck living rich and dying broke. I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later, that shit worth two million. Two years later, that shit worth eight million. I can't wait to get this shit to my children. Y'all think it's bougie. I'm like, it's fine, but I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for 9.99. Damn. He said, oof. He he brought it that verse. He brought it that verse. I told you before, this is one of my favorite songs by the best rapper of all time. Um, but he, when he starts off the verse and he says, financial freedom, my only hope, fuck living rich and dying broke. He's and not even me, rapping though. He, he's really just telling you. He's giving, he's telling you exactly what you got to do. He's telling you the mindset you're supposed to have. He's giving you the guidelines that you're supposed to use. Like he's been there. He's done that. He, he didn't come from money. He wasn't like a Bill Gates or, uh, any of these, your president Donald Trump, like he wasn't one of these people who was given three hundred thousand, a million dollars to go chase his dreams. He started with nothing, but he realized that in order to have the lifestyle that he wanted for himself and to have the lifestyle for his future and for his kids, he had to switch up his mindset. So he says, "Fuck living rich and dying broke," and that's what we talked about before we played the song. You know, you can't be out here buying cars, buying clothes, buying chains. And thinking that you're gonna have anything to show for it. I like chains. I mean, chains are cool. You know, you have one or two <laughs> chains. Probably get something cheap off Amazon. You gotta go spend a couple racks on it, though. <laughs> I need something shiny. <laughs> listen, listen. We call, what do we call that, Will? Uh, we call that a wasteful investment. All right, all right. That's it. So instead of living rich and dying broke, he's saying, you know, you gotta you gotta plan for your future. And he gets into this next piece, and he says, I bought some artwork for $1 million. Two years later, that shit worth $2 million. A few years later, that shit worth $8 million. Now, Will, I want you to talk to me about this because, you know, that's an investment right there. That's not something that you just bought and sitting in the corner and doing nothing for you. That's actually growing. That's a fantastic investment. Skyrocketing. If you ever have the opportunity to get something that will give you a hundred percent return, you know, year after year, so it's doubling in value. One million. Two years later, it's two million. A few years later, it's eight million. Like, 
you know, you're not really going to get that anywhere else. That hyper growth is reserved for clearly artwork. And, you know, if you get early in on like tech company stocks before an IPO, like it's reserved for angel investors, like this type mm -hmm. of money. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's something to be said. He had one million to invest at the time, but he used it smartly. Yes. And then he used it in a way that he knew it was going to grow. And then he raps about it. Like, what what, what, ty what type <laughs> of stuff is that? <laughs> he's telling you what's up. He's telling you exactly what he did. Like, this is the stuff he's just out here making up, like a, like some other rappers who know, if, know, like, taking nothing away from their game, their style, whatever they do, whatever they rap about their songs, what they rap about and what they do in their songs. Yeah. But he's talking about stuff that he really, really does and did and is benefiting from. Like, that's the that's my favorite part is that you know, obviously he had a million dollars to spend on some artwork, which I personally don't have. Will, I don't know what you got. Not there, not there. But not it's, yet. It's, it's the fact he's not even cashing out. He realizes exactly. that this is exactly. this is going to continue patience. to invest. He, he had said, the patience. He had the long-term view. He can't wait to give it to his children. Man, that was the that was the thing that got me. I like, had to rewind it's going to continue to appreciate. And then he's going to give it to his children. And I'm, I'm, when I'm hearing this, I'm not seeing him just giving his children the $8 million. I'm seeing him give them the, you know, the knowledge, the knowledge and the instructions, again, the guidelines to, to make sure that they have the resources and the knowledge to grow their own wealth. Like he's going to leave them, you know, minimum $8 million, but they're not going to have that go back down to 1 million. They're not going to go out and blow all this money on stuff that they don't need. Like, he is going to teach these kids how to have generational wealth. Absolutely. And you can't have generational wealth if you're just given money. You have to be taught how that money works for you as opposed to you working for the money. And, you know, that that's a major key. And also understanding how the wealthy invest. Like, artwork is how wealthy people invest. Like, where do you store your money? You can't just have it sitting in a bank. You, you, you the savings account. Yeah, you, you, you buy artwork, you buy parts of companies, you buy stocks, you buy real estate. Um, New York is infamous for having empty condos, empty apartments, because mm -hmm. very wealthy people will store their money in these apartments and in these condos because the property in New York, because New York, you know, the city's not getting any bigger. So this property is just appreciating. And they can just sit on it. For it. And all the game that they're really playing is, you know, the value of the property just needs to keep pace with, you know, the property taxes or whatever the the taxes that may be on it. And you mentioned taxes, something else we're gonna talk about yeah, you know, yeah, and next week is how to make sure your money's not getting taxed as highly as it should be. Oh yeah, and understanding how tax brackets work, like it's it's not a flat tax, you know, if you if you make $100,000, all of it's not getting taxed at the $100,000 rate, it's only, you know, what's getting taxed after your money leaves a certain bucket, so your first $10,000 is taxed a certain way, and you know, yeah, and what charitable donations can do, what tax deductions can do, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole game to be played, and Absolutely. You know, Jay Z, he ends the the verse with, "Y'all think it's bougie? I'm like, I'm it's like, it's fine. fine. But it's I'm fine. trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for nine ninety nine. Like, 
You talk about a return on your investment. Go buy some title. Go buy title. <laughs> Listen to this man break it down for you. I can't figure out if title is something that he's looking to hold on to or if it's something with it that's like a play to be bought out. Like if, if it's like a cash, you know, tactic. Like I like the I mean, USFL, like when Donald Trump went to the USFL, which was, you know, a competing football league back in like right. the 80s, it, what he was looking for to happen was for the NFL to buy it out because they were scared mm-hmm. for him to cash out and become mm-hmm. a, a owner in the NFL, which thankfully didn't happen, but now he's president. Uh, but, you know, whatever. So, I, I digress. But <laughs> it, is title, you know, going to be a competitor to the Apple Musics and the Spotify's out here, or are they looking to be bought out? I mean, from Jay-Z's way of investing, I think it's something he actually wants to continue to own and continue to grow. He's not... He's never really been a short-term mindset type guy. He's always been super long-term. Um, and I think another reason that title's going to stick around as something that he owns and operates is because of how dedicated he's been to making sure that the artists get their fair share. Yeah, that is It wasn't a major always piece. like that. It wasn't always like that. Title changed the game for a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, any artist, hip hop, rock, soul, everything. Like whoever's on title, they're, uh, they're definitely benefiting from Jay-Z's model. And I know, you know, when we talk about these episodes beforehand, you you bring up some great analogies, especially talking about financial freedom and the advantages of having money. And Mm -hmm. you use the monopoly analogy. Do do you mind running that back for us? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, we're hanging out tomorrow, so I might bring the monopoly board so I can teach you a thing or two. Not if you want to remain uh... friends. You you leave that at home. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so... You know, in every game of Monopoly, every person starts out with the same amount of money, $1,500. So in this Monopoly analogy, say that, you know, I'm a better Monopoly player than Will. So I'm going to give him the uh, the advantage of generational affluence. He's going to get $15,000 to my $1,500. Will, do you think, with, even with me being a better Monopoly player than you, do you think you can manage to beat me if you had 15000 to my 1500 Oh, absolutely, man. I'm getting the race car, and I'm buying up all the property. So everywhere where you go, you're going to need to pay me, and I'm going to collect $200 every time around. So despite how hard I work to be good at Monopoly, the knowledge that I've gained from going to Monopoly University, it doesn't matter because Will started off 100 times farther ahead in this race than I did. So that's that's the importance right there for you know that that wealth gap to be closed down because it's just, it's not a fair playing field right now and it's not going to be a fair playing field overnight but it's going to take these conversations it's going to take this mindset shift it's going to take actual concerted effort for each of us to put ourselves and our future and our kids and our kids kids into the position where they're not starting off a hundred times farther back than the competition I, I think that's a great way to to sum it up, actually, because you know, money is not an infinite thing. You know, there there will be haves and have-nots, and unfortunately, it's not a meritocracy where your hard work is going to 
instantly translate into dollars. You have to be clever, you have to understand the system, and you have to play the game. Um, but if you have money, there's so many different rules that either don't apply to you or just apply to you in a different Benefit way. You. Exactly. Exactly. Now, well, let's touch real quick on distinguishing and like clarifying the dif- the, dis- the differences between wealthy and rich. We talked on it a little bit, but what is being rich to you? So being rich to me is if I get $20,000, just, you know, I'm on family feud and, you know, the family wants $20,000 because we're, we're just good as hell at fast money. <laughs> and we're rolling around. We're rich because I can take everyone out to eat. I can get myself a gold chain. I can put some rims on my car. Like, I'm good. I have some money I wasn't expecting to have. But that's 20000 just in my pocket right now. But what happens if I take that $20,000 and, you know, I take everyone out to eat. So let's say, you know, and I get my, I get a smaller chain. So I have $15,000 because, you know, <laughs> I want to treat myself a little bit because, you know, I want family. You food. really treated yourself, though. $5,000 dinner and shame. I Go mean, ahead. you got a whole family, man. And, you know, you don't want them mad. <laughs> so I, I have $15,000. But, and this is some homework for listeners just to understand the, the concept of present and future value. If I invest that money and I put it in a high yield savings account, I buy stocks with it, or if I find a $15,000 piece of artwork that I anticipate to appreciate a certain percentage per year, if I, if I do that and I let my money sit and invest for, you know, five years and I go back, I don't have $15,000 anymore. I, I might have $50,000. I might have $100,000. I might have $150,000. And the idea is to find methods to invest your money that will outpace the rate of inflation, which is something around 2% per year. So, mm-hmm. you know, while present money is nice, you want to find ways to make it appreciate um and just unfortunately, we have this concept that is not really taught well in schools of inflation, which means that over time, things get more expensive, so your dollars are worth less, so you need more money for the same things. So $10,000 today is less money than $10,000 five years from now. So if you're going to be smart with money, then you need to put that $10,000 away in a place where... It'll be worth more than the 10000 now and the $10,000 then. Exactly. Exactly. Now, like, like we said before, this isn't going to happen overnight. It's not something that's just going to change. You're going to wake up unless you're on Family Feud like Will in this hypothetical situation. You're not going to just wake up and have $20,000. But if you start planning for your future and you make a constant conscious decision to have this mindset, it comes back to the win today mentality where every single day you're making a decision to make yourself better. And this time we're talking financially and we're looking at it not through a short-term lens, we're looking very long-term, you know, not even just for our lives, but for the future again. Worrying about your future, I have this written on my phone. I see it every time I pick up my phone to check the time. Uh, It's a quote that says, worrying about your future takes more energy than planning for it. So sit down, Take some time, block it out, and plan for your future. And hold yourself accountable to whatever plan you come up with. If you have 
you know, a special someone in your life that you have to plan with. Have that conversation together. If you want a friend or a family member to hold you accountable, do that. And if you can find someone in your circle or, you know, adjacent to your circle who's comfortable, that you're comfortable sitting down with and is comfortable sitting down with you to have these conversations, it makes a world of difference. Like having someone who can put you in the right direction, like Jay-Z said, Y'all think it's bougie. I'm like, it's fine, but I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for $9.99. Like, there's models out here for us to follow. We just got to seek them out and find the right ones. You yelling those lyrics like you make Mill. <laughs> Shout out me. That's my boy. <laughs> I, I think we, we, we've given maybe not a million dollars, but, you know, I think you've you got your time's worth of information here. But I have a question for you, Jordan. And y'all got it for free. I, I, I have a real important question for you. Up, How'd you boy? get better today? Or, you know, since the last episode? Since the last episode? Whew. I'm, I'm going to give you a second to just, you know, contemplate what you want to say. Because, you know, I'm ready to <laughs> say how you. I got better. Oh, all I, right, Will. You tell me then. How'd you get better I'm not today? a runner. I will say that first and foremost. Uh-huh. But I committed to running my first 5K. I know a lot of folks say that's not far. No, you could just do that at any time. But... I set a benchmark for a time I want to run, and, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've got to running, you know. It, it, your boy gets after it in the gym, but, you know, now I'm hitting the pavement, and I'm getting some of that action in as well. Um, I've been seeing you on the uh, Matt Murrow Run app, I, getting your miles in. I, I love that app, but I think it's creepy in the sense that, you know, if I run a similar route every day, if I had a stalker, all they got to do is see where I start and end every day. <laughs> Same route, same time. <laughs> they gonna find you. Oh, I saw you running. They gonna find you, brother. <laughs> I saw you out. There but the goal running. is, if I do have a stalker to see me running, at least I look good. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's towards the end of your run, and you know you you struggling, you got the struggle face. Oh man, I, I keep the beats on and I put a hood on, so you know if you look at me in the face, I know you're looking at me, and you know I. I I'll put on a strong face. Oh, this is fine. Well, you know, really, my calves feel like somebody's hitting them with a, with a PVC pipe. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, brother. Well, as I, as I said earlier via text message, put the challenge out to Will to sign up for the Broad Street run. He's got till midnight tonight to enter the lottery. So, Will, go ahead and get on that lottery. Sign up for Broad Street. I'm going to be running it with a few friends. So, more than welcome to have you. That one's a 10-miler, 10.1, up and down Broad Street. So love to have you here in Philly for that. Um, I'll, I'll definitely put that in the maybe pile. <laughs> you got two hours and 15 minutes. Um, and I think that that's my win for today. I signed up for the lottery for Broad Street, been training for that. Had, uh, had some pretty high blood pressure a couple months back. Got that down. Started running consistently, having vegetarian meals once a week, uh, once a day, and been training for Broad Street. Something that I've always said I wanted to do, but I didn't have a win men- win today mentality attached to it. So literally been getting out as often as five times a week to get out these runs um, and accumulate those small wins. Just hit my my new high of five miles Ooh. today. So. Yes, that is my hashtag win today. All right, it, it's great. You got you got two budding runners on the podcast. If you have any goals, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, you want to be held accountable for, 
you know, hit us on our email, secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram. And hit them with the Instagram, Jordan. You know, where you can catch us at STB Podcast on IG. Or you can hit our email, secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com, whichever works for you. We're always here. Love to hear from you. Um, now, Will, what were some of your uh, – What were, give me two, t- two takeaways from today. Oh, uh, man. Definitely two takeaways is understanding what general generational wealth is and how you can transform that conversation, how you can instantly become someone that's creating generational wealth. And not being ignorant to the idea or thinking that it doesn't apply to you or that you can, you know, kick it, kick a can down the road. Like, let us start with you. Win today. Earn today. Make more money today and tomorrow. Love that. You mentioned win today. So I'm going to go with my first takeaway is, you know, using that win today mentality. If you sat down at the end of every day and you thought, did I win today or did I lose today? And then by the end of your life. You total up your winning to loss record. Would you die being a winner or would you die being a loser? So that's a challenge, not just for today, tomorrow, this week, this year, but for the rest of our lives to think that way. And that will give you the fire to wake up and want to win every day. And you can apply that to everything, especially these finances. And the finances are great because you can actually see you have a tangible measure if you're winning today financially because that money is going to continue to grow and work for you as opposed to you working for it. My other takeaway for today is, you know, the promise that we're making to not only ourselves, but to our kids and our kids' kids to establish and grow that generational wealth and pass on wealth and resources as opposed to leaving debt when we die. We want to pass on greatness, we want to pass on wins, we want to pass on wealth, not bills that need to be paid that's gold that's gold and i think that that'll lead us directly into our special shout out yeah yeah so special shout out this week goes out to woe cartier uh, little hip-hop artist out of florida fort pierce florida also my younger cousin marcus holbert shout out to him um he's gonna be featured on the podcast um, he's gonna also be our winner of the winner of the week this week. Um, he did a great, great job putting together and performing in a Martin Luther King Day music festival down in Fort Pierce, Florida. Um, definitely have some content to share with the listeners on on the IG page, STB Podcast. So go check him out. Follow him on SoundCloud. He's got some great, great, great music out there. He'll be attending Full Sail University come next fall. It's a university focused on musical arts. So proud of the kid. Very happy for him. Go listen to his music. Check him out. And enjoy what you hear from Woe Cartier. That's right. That's right. I think that's it, Will. We got got another big one on Secure the Bag coming next week. Story of OJ Part 3. You know, we talked today about the importance of generational affluence. Next week, we're going to dive headfirst into how to create it. So, you got anything else to add, my man? No, nah, man, I, I, I don't. Um, I do want to give my uh, special shout-out to Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed for ending their grievance against the NFL today after the NFL uh, bought them out. Yep. 
there's not a lot of details out, but you know, I'm considering this a win for Colin and Eric. Um, Colin being my frat brother, Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, he definitely, you know, led the charge here, and you know, he sacrificed his career for it. And now it's finally being acknowledged that, you know, that there was something happening that prevented him from continuing his professional career, and he he's made some sort of. You know, I don't know if it's a financial concession from the NFL or whether or not we're going to get a statement soon, but I, I'm glad that it. I hope it's financial. I hope it's financial for him, and I hope it's also some action that the NFL yeah. is going to take. To, and I, uh, I hope it elevates. You know, yeah, exactly. I hope it elevates exactly. this conversation even more because he brought it to the forefront of conversation. You know, it brought some criticism from Donald Trump. You know, who is the current. Uh, president um we talked about him a lot yeah yeah you know being being from the nation's (laughs) capital that that uh that government shutdown affected a lot here so you know it's not sparkling reviews but it's definitely a shout out to him for you know having that milestone in his fight for equality today colin colin kaepernick not oh yeah yeah, definitely uh making that clear (laughs) not Just number seven, not up. not number forty-five. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll go ahead. And All right, this is down. a thank you to our listeners. If you liked it, hated it, plan to listen again, or vow to do anything in your power to never hear our voices again, let us know by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast, or send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from anyone that sits and listens to us. And we're eager to hear whatever commitments that you want to hold yourselves accountable to or anything you want to drop a line in our email or our Instagram. All right. That's it. Thank and you, everybody. I, I, I think you got you got to roll on some outro music. You know, you, you, you spoiled the, 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 the lyrics for him today. <laughs> All yeah. right, I'll replace it. Check out. Check I, it I out think we got to... Uh, in honor of of talking about wealth, we're gonna hit you with some future, and uh, we we're gonna fuck up some commas.
sleep two hours. Put yeah. 24s on a new outlet. Yeah. Why don't white light, baby powder? Yeah. Drop your bitch off a of foot count. Yeah. Might count it up and then recount yeah. it. Dub cubs like touch. Yeah. What's yeah. down with these goonies? Yeah. Get no fuck shit. We don't get no fuck shit. Yeah. Go fill my cup. Yeah. Bitch, go fill my cup. Yeah. yeah. You heard that the slums, man. Yeah. I'm cool with the convicts. Yeah. Yeah. The cool look like A-Cunt. Yeah. Fuck out the bomb shit. Yeah. Fuck out the comments. Yeah, fuck us some commas, yeah Five thousand to a hundred thousand Hundred thousand on a hundred thousand Three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand A million dollars out of money, show Fit it, fit it, get it, fit it Run it, fit it, read it, admit it, read it Slit it, fit it, fit it, bar, rich Read it, see it, go, throw that money in the air Watch it fall to the floor Hurry, order, boss, rent, need it Let's fuck up some commas, yeah. Five thousand to a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand on a hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. A million dollars have money shout. Get no fuck shit. We don't get no fuck shit. Get no fuck shit. We don't get no fuck shit. Forty thousand to a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand on a hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. A million dollars have money shout. Let's have a money shout. Let's have a money shout right now. Let's have a money shower right now. Let's go. Let's have a money shower right now. Let's go. Let's have a money shower. Uh 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 uh. What a thousand, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, a million. Hendrix.